Hey guys, today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out with a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in the class just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or you're newer now, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's code POD, P-O-D, at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. Hey, what's up, you guys? are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. Welcome back to another Wednesday. I am so excited that Christmas is in literally two days. I don't know about you guys, but I don't even know what happened to the month of December. All of a sudden, we're celebrating Christmas, and it's going to be New Year's, and it's going to be 2021. And I don't know about you, but I don't know. It just feels kind of overwhelming. I, I know I definitely thought that Christmas was going to save 2020. And for me, like personally, like things going on with me in my life, like it's been a great season. But like the Christmassy aspect of things have been a little underwhelming. I don't know. It just hasn't been too much of a cheery holiday season in the sense that I'm like getting the full Christmas vibes. So to make it feel more like Christmas vibes. I figured today we would release a holiday advice episode. I know everyone has some burning questions about handling things such as hanging out with relatives or what gifts to give or whatever it may be. So I asked you guys to leave me some questions on my Instagram story and today we are going to be answering them. If you ever want to be featured in one of these episodes, obviously all of them stay anonymous, but if you ever want your question to be answered, you have to be following at She's Going Places Podcast on Instagram so that way when I post these polls and I ask questions, you can get your questions answered. Okay, let's just jump into it and dive into your holiday advice questions. First question, during the holiday season, how can I share my faith with others? Great question. And I think during the Christmas season, more than most, people start to, it's just like everyone, like you feel like everyone gets nicer, everyone's a little bit more generous, um, people just are more compassionate in general. So I'm definitely with you, whereas around the Christmas season, I definitely think more of sharing my faith, especially because as a believer and as a Christian, we know what Christmas is really about, and it's really about the birth of our Savior, and in the midst of a super mainstream holiday season all about materialistic things, it can feel, I don't know, maybe a little disappointing um, walking into the season and wanting the true reason of Christmas to be out there, but being overwhelmed with how to do so. So, and I want to give you a couple tangible things that I like to do or suggestions that you can do to help share your faith with others in maybe a less overwhelming way. Because it can be so overwhelming starting to share your faith, especially if you haven't done so before and you feel like ill-equipped or you feel that like these small things aren't enough. But I'm here to tell you that they definitely are and it's a great place to start. So here's some options. Number one is sharing scripture on your Instagram story. And I know people get 
really opinionated about sharing things on your Instagram story. I know plenty of people who've told me, like, no one cares what you're putting on your Instagram story. No one's going to read it. That's not true. I read stuff that people put on their stories and will actually, I wouldn't say make a difference in my day, but when someone shares scripture on their story, it kind of catches me in my track of mindlessly scrolling. And if I actually take the time to read it, I don't know. It's a great... um, reminder I think especially in this season in specific but just in general of like oh my gosh was I in the word today or oh my gosh that was such a great word or oh my gosh I needed that today so be encouraged and if you are looking for a great way to get started in sharing your faith because maybe a bunch of your friends have never had a real gospel conversation with someone or maybe people who are following you especially if maybe you have a lot of followers that you don't know personally have never heard of Jesus, which that's just crazy to think about, putting scripture on your story is just planting seeds for people to then be able to dig further. So be encouraged and share scripture on your story or any social media platform for that matter. Next, I want to say is invite people to church. You are like, I'm making up this statistic, but I know there's some big statistics out there. You're like 100% more likely to get someone to say yes to going to church with you during the holiday season because there's just this like yearning in us to like want like to have belonging or meaning and especially during the holidays we all do a lot of reflecting especially about how the year has gone and we really do think through our priorities and as we're buying all these gifts and doing all these materialistic things the Lord uses that to plant seeds in people to start really questioning so I know I found a lot of stories of people saying like oh my gosh it's such a like cold heart but then like Someone invited him to church and, and he went because because I don't know why. And people always talk about how they don't understand how people have these heart changes. And that's all the Holy Spirit, um, just putting little tugs in people's hearts. So invite people to church. And I know that can feel maybe a little overwhelming. But when you're inviting someone to church, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Once again, posting service times on your social media, sending someone a text, which will get into texting people, sending someone a text and being like, hey, I don't know if you have a church, but my church is doing this um, for Christmas, and it would be great. If you didn't have a place to go, you could definitely come here. The services are great. And just most of the time, people just want to be invited to church. You'd be so surprised the amount of people who would be willing to go to church if someone had invited them. So, And now it's easier than ever because most churches have online services. I definitely recommend trying to get them to go in person, but because of COVID and everything going on, there's so many online options that it's never been easier for someone to experience the gospel during the holiday season. Next one is text people, which same thing with like sharing scripture, inviting people to church. Just text people specifically, and I think we lose this in translation a bit, especially I think in my generation where we just like lump people together. I was like, well, I posted it on my story, so it's for everyone. You know how much more meaningful it is when someone singles you out and texts you in specific and being like, hey, I thought of you when I saw this and I wanted you to see this. And how special do you think someone would feel, whether they want the attention or not, whether they're asking to go to church or not, you texting them and specifically inviting them to church or telling telling them what time you're going to church at and inviting them to come sit with you. Or sending them specific encouragement saying, hey, I was thinking of you today. Here's a scripture that made me think of you. Have a great day. 
texting people in specific, people just want to be heard and seen and loved, and you can do that. And texting is so much less overwhelming than doing that in person. So especially if you're just starting out or you don't know where to, like, how to navigate it, a text is super, super easy and a great way to do that. Next one is leave cards for waiters or like cash register, people working at the cash register, whatever it may be, um, like UPS drivers. Um, I know my church gives out these little cards that invites people to Christmas services and it has the service times and locations and um, a little bit of scripture on it. Those cards, like just put a bunch in your purse or your wallet or your pocket and then whenever you go and you have a chance to leave it for someone, you would be shocked how many stories I've heard through my church of people being like, this really nice family left me this card and I was waiting table and I was having an awful day and I saw it and I went and I went to service and I experienced Jesus in a completely new way and I was saved. So that is such a non-overwhelming way to just leave something there or maybe if you don't have a card, just like writing it down on your receipt or telling someone, just doing these small things and as you're interacting with people, especially in a year where we haven't been able to interact with people a lot, even strangers just want to be seen. So if you show your appreciation that way and you show how much you love your neighbor truly by wanting to help a complete stranger and point them to Christ, you should definitely do that. And the last one that I have is give baggies to the homeless. I love doing this during the Christmas season. And actually, my friend just made a video for this magazine she works for, and that's what made me think of this. Um, I've never actually made baggies in specific, but I'm always the kind of person that will go out and buy gift cards and keep them in my per in my car, not my purse, maybe my purse, and have them for homeless if I'm driving by. Um, I think that this is a really great time, like, if you were going to, like, have, like, a little baggie, I'll give an example for the bag that my friend made. Um, it's just, like, a Ziploc bag, and it had some water bottles in it, it had a granola bar. Um, here you can put the church card, maybe a warm hat, um, some gloves, whatever it may be that you want to put in there to bless them with, um, gift cards, whatever it may be, and you can invite them to church that way, and also just, like, loving on people around you. So, those are small ways about how you can share your faith, because ultimately, with sharing your faith, it's living like Christ would live, and you should be loving on the people around you. So, these are my suggestions. Let me know if you do them, and I know I'm this is going up on December 23rd, so you don't have a lot of time, but if I'm tugging at your heart, you still have time to do it. Okay, next question. I'm home from college and my mom and I will not stop fighting. It's over the stupidest things too and I don't know why. Big or small, she always makes things incredibly difficult. Okay, honey. Advice I'm going to give you is to check yourself. And I know that's probably not you wanted me to tell you, oh my gosh, your mom's so awful. Here's how you handle it. No, I'm going to ask you to check yourself because sometimes I need to be reminded of this. Um, you just said you just got home from college. Maybe you're a freshman and this is your first time experiencing this. You're her baby. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're Miss Independent because you went off to school and now you like to do everything your own way and think your own things and do what you want whenever you want to do it. And all of a sudden you don't need her. That's really hard on moms. Like you were literally her baby and now all of a sudden you don't need her because you've been away at college for a semester. And I know it can be so difficult when you think you're right, because I have this problem, or I think I'm right about everything. This is me checking myself. But sometimes you have to sit back and reflect and think, well, why is she getting upset about this? Why is she struggling with me always wanting to be out? It has nothing to do with her wanting to take away you having a fun Christmas break. 
She just wants you home. She wants you to park your butt on that couch and spend time with your family. She wants you to cook with her. She wants you to be with her. It's not really about you. And I think, I know I would get so caught up on thinking everything was about me. And be like, oh my gosh, she's trying to take this from me or she doesn't want this from me or we're and her are fighting about this because she's so so. No, she just misses you. So just show her grace through these fights and really evaluate what exactly you're fighting about and just look at her heart posture and she probably just loves you a lot and is sad that you're home now and she's seeing how independent you are okay so be nice to your moms okay next question this is a long one so listen up so my boyfriend and I have been dating for almost two years we were doing the best we'd ever been no toxicity at all literally the healthiest couple and I was beyond happy One day, he just broke up with me, telling me we need to take some time apart because we never gave each other time to miss each other. That was the beginning of August, and since then, he has spent almost every night out doing Lord knows what, but he still says that he loves me. We still talk every single day, and I can confidently say that I'm still so deeply in love with him. He hurt me so bad, but he says we might want to get back together in a few months. We've met up a few times since we broke up, and I feel like now he's just taking advantage of me. I love him more than anything, and I just really want my boy back, but I'm scared it won't be the same. Any advice? Uh, whoa. But you deserve so much more than this game that this boy feels like playing, and and I know y'all have been dating for a long time, and that's really hard when all of a sudden someone has like a huge character change, it feels like. Because I've had some friends who've had breakups where all of a sudden it was like, bam, it was a different person. And you're like, what? Like, how could I have been? It was so good for so long. Um, And I'm sorry because that's really hard to grieve because you're like, well, this boy that I was dating two years ago was like this and now he's not. But the truth of the matter is with you guys being in high school, everyone's growing up. Everyone's maturing in their own ways. Well, this isn't mature, but changing in their own ways and coming into different areas of their personality. And I and I think we have to remember that these changes, I guess I want to say are natural in the sense that like you guys are only like teenagers, like you're going to change so much over the years. Um, it's really disappointing, especially when you do love someone and they're changing, um, maybe not in your best interest or in the best interest of your relationship. But I would say... You, you need to cut this boy out because he is not good for you and he needs to figure himself out and do him. I think him being single is a really good thing even though it's really painful for you right now. It's really good for you to not be in a relationship with him because you would much rather be broken up and you figure yourself out, you grieve this, but then you be good as opposed to him stringing you along for the next two years only for this to like happen again. You know what I mean? For him to just keep on giving you these, like, little carrots to keep you going. Like, just stop. You just need to cut off contact completely. And I know that's really difficult, especially when he has you in limbo. But that's the only way you're going to be able to move on from this. Because he'll keep giving carrots because why not? Like, he's getting the best of both worlds and that's not fair to you. So the best thing you can do for you is to just cut off communication. And I'm really sorry about that. But seriously, like, go to your parents Go to your friends. They know the situation a little bit better than I do, but hopefully everyone wants what's best for you, and I seriously think that you'll be so much happier in the long run if you do this now. Good luck. Okay, next question. 
how do I deal with my family's pressure on my non-existent love life? Well, you should tell them to relax because it's 2020 and in case they didn't realize there was a pandemic and a lot happened, so people's dating really got put on the back burner. Like, genuinely, how are you supposed to get out and meet people? Like, anyone who's showing up to Christmas dinner expecting you to have a boyfriend is stupid, okay? And, <laughs> sorry, but it, everything's in your own timing, and it, it's so frustrating that these older relatives can sit there and be like, why aren't you have a boyfriend yet? Why aren't you engaged yet? Why aren't you married yet? When are you going to do at XYZ? You're aging out. No, you're not. You're doing your thing. You're living your best life and yeah when he comes he comes but like that person doesn't complete you so it makes no difference whether he's around this Christmas you know what I mean and so you can remind Aunt Susie that you're not settling for random guys if you wanted to get a boyfriend tomorrow I say this all the time you can have a boyfriend tomorrow but that person's not gonna love you or honor you or respect you or is not gonna be the right person for you so tell her you're picky and tell her you're waiting for the right person for you. And also remind Aunt Susie that dating culture is so different now than when they were dating. Like, A, once again, pandemic. So how are you going to meet people? Two, it's just not the same. And people, like I know like with my grandparents, like people were getting married when they were 18. Like that just doesn't really happen anymore. And it's hard for them to, like, now if like you're 18 or you're in your 20s, God forbid, and you're not married. They're like, what are you doing wrong? But they just don't realize how different everything is now. So relax. You're doing you. Laugh about it because you know what you're doing and you know you're taking your time. So Aunt Susie can chill. Okay? Okay. Last question, but this one is probably the most important one that I got. So every year around Christmas, I especially struggle with my family not being Christians. What should I do? I get so nervous to tell them about Jesus, but I know that I shouldn't. Okay. Girl, I hear you on this. Because me too, I have family members who aren't believers. And that can be really hard to reconcile with. And especially around the holiday season, the weight feels extra heavy. Um, knowing that you have family members and people that you love that that don't know the ultimate love and don't know Jesus Christ as their personal savior and it can be really hard like knowing and feeling the weight of maybe their salvation being in your hands and I just want to like comfort you like it's not your job to save them and and by no means is it but life is too short and too precious for you to just be nervous to say something and I know that's so much easier said than done because I get nervous talking about it, and I haven't done this perfectly, so I'm not going to sit up here and give you the step-by-step -step tutorial on how to do this, because that just wouldn't be truthful, because I know it's, it's hard, and it's different from family to family, and family cultures and dynamics are so different and weird, and believe me, I, I hear you there, but really, I want this to serve as a, a reminder, <laughs> mostly for me, but for all of you that there's no time like the present, and if this year has taught us literally anything, is that we don't we don't have time to waste. So if you keep on thinking that maybe you'll you'll invite grandpa to church next year, there might not be a next year. And so take 
take comfort in the fact that what you're asking of them or what you're going to share with them is only for their good, right? And I think you need to pray about it for sure because it's daunting to go in and <laughs> try and share the gospel on your own. So pray about it and pray over yourself and ask the Lord to give you the strength and the wisdom and the words to do this because you were never meant to do it on your own. And hopefully, maybe you have some other family members who aren't believers, who, I mean, not aren't, who are believers, who can kind of back you up maybe at this holiday dinner. And I don't know if at Christmas <laughs> dinner is the time to do it, but my biggest advice would be to invite them to church and don't stop inviting them because inviting them to church opens the door for them to go and experience Jesus in a new way, in a new environment. And the words will be coming from a pastor who I believe, I mean, at least for me, can, can say it better than I can, I'll say. Um, more well-worded, more succinct, has their MDiv, you know, the whole thing. But inviting them to church, A, lets them know that you care about them. And when you're inviting them to church, that can also still be daunting, being like, I care so much about you that I care about your eternal life, and I want this for you, and I want this fight over your heart to end, and I want you to, like, you are a son or daughter of the king, and, and I hate that you're not living into this role, and, and I want that for you, and I want you to experience Christ and the joy that it gives me to serve our Heavenly Father, and express that to them and invite them to church, and they, they'll, they'll probably say no <laughs> the first couple of times. You just have to keep inviting, because eventually people get tired of saying no, and if you keep inviting them, you're just planting more and more seeds for the Lord to work with, that eventually there's going to be like, fine, stop asking me, I'll come. And hopefully then once you get them in the door, and listen, what I'm saying is not a three-week process. I know people who have been praying for people's hearts and people's salvation for 10 years. And I don't say that to discourage you, I say that to encourage you. But the Lord's timing is perfect. And all you can do is share your faith. And if you're doing that and you're being faithful to that, the Lord is going to use that for his glory. So be encouraged that if you've been doing this for a long time, don't stop. This is not the holiday season to stop. This might be the arrival of what the Lord has been planting for years. So just keep going, keep inviting, keep encouraging. But another thing is pray for them. I know this is sometimes a step that's A, easily talked about, B, easily forgotten. And I know for me, I'll sit there and be like, oh my gosh, I just, I just want, I just want my family to go to church. And I'm like, well, am I, am I praying for their hearts? Am I, am I praying for their heart to be softened so that they'll finally say yes? And the answer is sometimes no, I've forgotten. And, and we want people's salvation to be at the top of our list of priorities because it, it quite literally is the most important thing. So if it feels super overwhelming to be vocal to them, perhaps, or you know that they're like, so judgmental they'll be so rude about it and it just with your family dynamic once again I'm not going to tell you which is a right or wrong way because families are difficult be praying for their heart to be softened and you can be doing that quietly like I've been praying for people's hearts for so long and they probably have they have no idea that I've been doing it but I am eagerly and relentlessly going to the Lord and asking him to soften their heart constantly so don't forget that simple step that I know is super easily forgotten. But also, 
I want to encourage you that this does not have to be a super overwhelming gospel combo where you share your testimony across the dinner table. That is probably super overwhelming for you and extremely uncomfortable for them. And that just might not be the dynamic. If it is, that's amazing. But just plant seeds. And like I was saying earlier, if that means you're sharing on your Facebook that you don't use, but you're doing it on purpose just so that your relatives will see it, share on social media. If that means you're going to send them encouraging texts, send them encouraging texts. If that means you're going to be praying for them behind the scenes, pray for them behind the scenes. There's so many easy, tangible steps that you can take to do this. And I know it feels so overwhelming. And when your family members or even just people you love, these could be friends, aren't believers and you are, you feel like you just like have this secret that you just want them to have so badly. But people, people just don't want it and they don't understand it until they do. So be encouraged that so many people are in the same boat as you and they're experiencing the same thing as you. It's not just you. It's not just your dysfunctional family. You're not alone. I'm here to tell you that I experience this constantly. Um, but it, it is our jobs to, as believers, to share the gospel and share our faith. So be encouraged, but also be compelled to do something different this Christmas and to step outside of your comfort zone and share your faith with someone. I think that would probably be my biggest encouragement of this episode is to just share your faith with one person. Invite one person to church. Add one new person to your prayer list. Do something different in this holiday season and see how the Lord will be able to bless it. I love you guys so much and I'm so glad we were able to sit down and talk about all these topics. Um, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. I hope that your Christmas Eve is wonderful. I hope that your Christmas is wonderful. I hope that you all stay safe and stay warm. I'm plenty warm down here in South Florida where it is a freezing 80 degrees. Um, but I wish you guys the best Christmas ever. Once again, my DMs are always open for questions or advice or if you take any of the advice that was given in this episode, please message me. Like, if you decide to share the gospel with someone for the first time and you're really excited about it, I want to be excited about it with you and I want to cheer you on and be your cheerleader and be your friend. So please send me a message or if, if you invite someone to church or you leave a card or you make a homeless bag. Like, I seriously want to know. And if you're too scared to tell anyone else or even if you're not, please tell me because I'll be so excited for you guys. Um, I love you guys. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I know I'll be having a Merry Christmas with my family. And yeah, have a happy holidays. I love you guys.